Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 13th. This is your host, Anastasia Glova. The much-anticipated, much-reviled immigration bill fell apart in the Senate after failing by 15 votes, disappointing both the president, who has made immigration reform his top priority, and Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, who strongly supported the compromise. But what now? That's for Cato's Director of Trade Policy Studies, Dan Griswold, to answer. Senator Reid has said that he'll bring the immigration bill back to the floor if he can get a compromise. What does Reid need to bring this bill back? Well, the Senate Majority Leader has said that needs to have more Republican support. You know, this this bill seemed to die a week or two ago, and I was one of those that thought it was as good as gone. But the president, his cabinet, and Republicans like Senator John Kyle, who has worked uh, closely to make this compromise work, say that it's quite possible that it could be brought back in the next couple of weeks. And as you know, President Bush made a rare appearance on the Hill this week to make the case for immigration reform. So I think there is a chance that it could come back. What Senator Reid has said is that it has to have more Republican support this time around, maybe not a majority of Republicans, but more so. It lost on a procedural vote where there were only a handful of Republicans who voted to keep the debate going. So I do think there are the ingredients there for compromise. The essential elements are in this bill. The president and others, I think, have made the case that we need to move ahead with comprehensive immigration reform that recognizes the needs of our economy. We really need to get it done this time or we may not have a chance for several years. But why have Republicans responded so viscerally against this measure? What exactly in the bill are they unhappy with? Well, first, it's divided the Republican Party, and there are some Democrats that are opposed to it, too. But the Republicans who oppose this bill, some will oppose any bill that legalizes anybody. They're just, in principle, opposed to more immigration. Others have asked, I think, more thoughtful questions about border security, about the impact on taxpayers. We at Cato in uh, freetrade.org in our research on immigration reform, and I think the administration have tried patiently to answer these questions. The primary objection is that these workers will become permanent, they'll become charges to the taxpayer, will compromise our security, when in fact you can restrict access to the welfare state. Many workers want to come here temporarily and not stay permanently. And we want some to stay permanently. They're important parts of their community and our workplace. And as far as border security goes, I'm convinced this bill will enhance our border security. We'll drain the swamp of smuggling and document fraud. We can bring 12 million people out of the shadows into the legal economy. They can cooperate with law enforcement. We can run background checks. And I think most importantly, we can shift our resources away from chasing down janitors and roofers and housemaids and go after criminals and terrorists. Homeland Secretary Chertov has made it clear he would much rather have his agents going after people who represent true security threats than just economic immigrants trying to better their lives. But striking a compromise on this bill was by no means easy. So is there any room to improve the bill in a way that won't further compromise its chances of passing the Senate or create even more opponents? In a way, it's a classic compromise. Nobody's happy with it, and I'm not happy with it. You know, we have outlined uh, for several years now what we think would be successful immigration reform. And, And this bill, certainly in its original form, I think had all the essential elements. The key to making immigration reform work is to have a robust, workable, temporary worker program that hasn't been tried before. People look back to 86 and they say, oh, we tried immigration reform. It didn't work. We had an amnesty. We legalized 2.7 million. We tried more enforcement. Well, it didn't work because there was no provision for new workers to come into the country legally. And so the pool of illegal workers just kept filling up. The problem 
is that the Senate passed two amendments that were pretty close to being killer amendments. One chopped the temporary worker program in half from 400,000 visas, which I think comes pretty close to matching the needs of our economy, to 200,000. That's an inadequate number. Just guarantee a continued inflow of illegal immigration. And then they sunsetted it after five years. There is hope that further along in the process, we can add an escalator clause to allow that number at least to grow with the economy. It has to go through the House, so changes can be made there and in the conference committee. And also hope that they can reverse the sunsetting of this provision. Without a workable temporary worker program, we're really just going to replicate what we did in 1986, and that obviously was inadequate. President Bush wants to leave his legacy on immigration. This is very important to him, and he's been very unambiguous about it. What are the consequences of failure on this issue this time around? President Bush has been criticized a lot by Cato, and and rightly so, and we've dished out some of the criticism here at the Center for Trade Policy Studies, but he deserves high marks on the way he's handled this issue. He believes it in his heart. He's embraced, I think, a practical, market-oriented approach to it. He wants to get something done. He doesn't want to just leave this problem fester for another president and another Congress. If we don't tackle this problem now, if we just throw more money trying to enforce an unworkable, unenforceable system, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to spend billions of dollars more. We're going to build fences to nowhere in the middle of the desert. We're going to increase the government's power to raid private businesses from coast to coast. Native-born Americans are going to have to carry around pretty soon something like a national ID card. We're going to have to depend on a central government computer database for permission for us to work and support our families. And we're going to have to continue to live with 12 million people without documents, hundreds of thousands or more coming across the border, creating distractions and chaos for our enforcement officials. We'll just have to come back in two or three years when there's 13 or 14 million people here. We need to solve this problem now. The polls show the American people want this problem to be solved. If you explain it to them correctly, uh, a majority support the current approach of legalizing those who are here, not amnesty, but giving them temporary status, a fine, probation, expanding a temporary worker program for new workers to come in, and then enforce that enforceable law against terrorists and criminals who would still want to come in. So the ingredients are there. I think the political will is there. But unfortunately, it's a long, difficult process with a lot of political and partisanship mixed up in there. And so we'll see what happens. I'm hoping they can solve this problem, but I'm not sure I'd bet in favor of that. I know you say that it's not amnesty, but that was the main criticism among Republicans that this bill is tantamount to amnesty. What do you say to that? Well, first, some critics will call anything amnesty. Anything that legalizes anybody, they'll call amnesty. But I don't think that really applies here. You know, being in the country illegally is a misdemeanor. This legislation would assess a fine, which is not chump change to somebody on a low wage. They would be on probation. And those are the typical punishments for the infraction of a misdemeanor. They would not be eligible for permanent legal status. People waiting in line to become legal immigrants are waiting for permanent status. This would just give them temporary status. They wouldn't be able to apply for permanent status for eight years. Meanwhile, in those eight years, we would be clearing the backlog of those waiting to enter legally, so they wouldn't be jumping the queue. They'd have to pass security checks. They'd have to go back to their home country and apply from there for permanent status. So they can call anything they want amnesty. I don't think it fairly applies to the legislation as it's written. 
What about the part of the bill that allows workers who've been here before January 1st to stay? How can they prove they've been here before January 1st if they were undocumented and so fundamentally don't have a paper trail? Well, first, you have to have some kind of cutoff date, and that raises problems whenever the cutoff date is. That can be addressed by requiring some kind of proof, you know, payroll records, and many of them, most illegal immigrants, despite being illegal, are on official payrolls. They're paying Social Security taxes. There is a pay stub and a record of that. Things like rent and other transactions, there's ways that they can prove it, and the burden of proof should be on people to show that they've been here that long. Even people, I think, who have uh, could qualify for the Z visa may want to just leave the country and come in through the new visa program as well, the Y visa for new workers. So I think the important thing is to legalize those who are here illegally, not give them an advantage, but bring them out of the shadows. It would be better for our economy. It would be better for our national security to bring these people out of this underground labor market into the full light of the rule of law. Thank you, Dan. If you would like to find out more about Cato, please visit our website, www.cato.org.